Brian Paraday and his wise young man's voice from bones to bulk. Wade, go ahead and send me your stats. Me and my neophyte, young grasshopper, old man voice. But wait, I haven't done anything. You want me to send them to you? Yes. All right. Sounds like a plan. Today's process is this. How to get fed by small winds. Sit back, relax. Let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. To work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. Up, Rangers. Those of you in the understory on purpose and those of you pulled there right now against your will. Wade Skalski here, head ranger. Is that what I am? Head park ranger? Head understory ranger? I think I'm the head understory ranger. Yes, I've I've, uh, I've selected it. So we're ready to go. Pandemic podcasting. Uh, kids, everyone's home today. Uh, Lily is not even in her dog bed. She's just laying down uh, on the concrete of my garage uh, in what we call her super dog position, where her both of her paws are in front of her and her face is buried between them like a sphinx going to sleep. And uh, But her dog bed's right here. I don't know why she's not taking advantage of that. Oh, yeah, maybe because it's really fucking hot in here. And uh, if she lays in that very fabric-induced dog bed, she'll boil to death. Okay, so uh, so Lily's doing okay, though. You may hear her snoring. My kids are already fighting. It's it's early. Uh, everyone was up at the crack of butt this morning. Uh, my kids usually sleep in until 8, 8 o'clock or so, but everyone decided at 8, 9 o'clock, but everyone decided to get up super early. So we had those kids out doing uh, the water tables uh, in the swimsuits this morning in the muggy Virginia summer, like real early, like, like in the 8 o'clock hour. They were out there. They've been fed. Everyone's been fed. Everyone's fired up. But they're going to probably fight over blueberries or the new fight is besides the blueberries is over isla and willow so isla and willow are two little fairies that each have a fairy house that they live in that we have purchased for both of our children willow willow is luke's house Isla's house is uh, Madeline's house, and yet they still fight over them uh, and uh, the isla willow sort of but the, the Hatfields and McCoys feud right now is uh, going strong. So you may hear the crying in the background. Can't be helped. Sorry. If you want me to wait for a quiet moment in my home during the pandemic podcasting, you'd have to wait for a long time today. So, all right. What are we talking about? Well, we are talking about how to get fed by small winds today. So if you if this is your first issue of the podcast, I have, I have engaged a uh, personal trainer. And, uh, oh, hold on. Isla and Willow fight. All right. So I've engaged a personal trainer and that personal trainer's name is Brian Paraday. Uh, he, he runs Bones to Bulk. And the reason why that I in, engaged him, if you will, if I've hired him, is that um, doing a lot of the work in the understory and figuring out one of the negative heuristics that I have about myself is that I, uh, I, I see myself as a weak person. When I was younger, I was, I was very tall, but very skinny. Like when I graduated from high school, I was 6'4", 165. When I was in grade school, it was even worse. And um, I, I was physically dominated a lot as a kid. And so that 
created a heuristic in my brain that then got transposed to the other areas of my life. Just like we talk about, hey, we're going to learn things in your connections and we're going to apply those to business or, hey, we're going to learn things in connections and apply those to creations or learn things in your creations and apply them to business. Um, basically, that can happen negatively. So I had a I had a body image, a negative body image, because I was always saw myself as weak, right? Um, and then that trans that transposed that tra- got transmitted to all the other areas of my life, into my business, into my commerce creations and my connections. And so in business, I wouldn't negotiate very powerfully. Um, I would give away a lot of my power. I would undercharge what I did, and this ran all the way into into adulthood. Now, as I've realized that about myself, you know, I'm 47, so um, it took a long time. I always knew some of these things tangentially, but I never knew how insidious a negative heuristic could be in that programming. So then once I identified the problem, right, and I actually had the answer. I was like, the problem is, okay, I see myself as physically weak. The answer is I will make myself physically strong. And while I'm making myself physically strong, the lessons I learned there, I will I will then use in my other areas of my life. And this is called from the side learning. OK, that's what I call from the side learn from the side learning uh, trademark pending. Um, anyway, so. So anyway, so uh, from the side learning, and and that's basically because you get exponential growth. You learn in the area that you're doing. And so I'm doing a physical body challenge, a health area, right? I'm having someone teach me in health. And then I'm on paper, on purpose, taking those lessons and then spreading them out to the other areas of my life, into business, into into commerce connections and creations. Okay. So now, so that's, I've engaged Brian Parody, right? No, but we just started, literally, we just started this week, right? So like last week, we kind of got some of the onboarding done and then he's like all right so send me your send me your take a picture of yourself right so he made me take a picture of myself front side and back and that picture was like very eye-opening for me okay because i was like you know when you're fat or getting fat or fatter than you'd like to be you're always the last to know right pictures don't lie the camera can lie because the camera add ten, the camera adds ten pounds, but pictures are pretty accurate. So I learned that from my wife, and it's it's, it's amazing what 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 actresses have to go through to go into to to get into uh, be on camera, right? So anyway, so I was like, okay, so I guess this is as a starting point. So I understand I understand the utility of doing that. We got to know we got to have metrics. So our metrics are going to be our measurements, right? So it's going to be our weight, and then it's going to be. Um, uh, our measure of our chest, our bicep, our thigh, and our waist, okay, and our neck, right? So we measure all those things, and so that's our starting point. So I totally understand metrics. I totally understand tracking, and so we got kind of a slow start this week for a couple different reasons. One is that the gym I go to. The, this is another reason why I love Virginia Beach. Virginia Beach has these amazing rec centers. Like I don't know how anyone runs a gym in Virginia Beach and makes money, because for a hundred and four dollars a year, you get access to this gargantuan rec center and not just one rec center all of them and there are like seven enormous enormous huge pools weight rooms um basketball courts like just huge huge like football fields and football fields of rec center this the, the rec center that i went to this week has a golf course and i was like god i love virginia beach like somebody somewhere just was so smart about that it just had it, it you know whoever decided that they were going to do that and spend the money the quality of life for the people in Virginia Beach that is available to you so inexpensively, $104 a month. It's like less than $10 a month. And you get access to like state-of-the-art rec center. 
Anyway, but they were all closed because of the pandemic. And so what you had to do was, is that now they're opening, but you have to, it's really interesting. You make a reservation and then when you, you wait in your car and then you, you walk to the gym in your mask at, at the appropriate time, you check in and then you can go work out for an hour in the gym or in the, in the weight room, right? Or whatever part of the gym that you're doing. So this took me a while. I had to get my membership back up because it was paused during the pandemic. And then I, so I got that back up and, and this took some time, right? So I literally, I, a lot this whole week I got this, today's Friday, I got one workout in okay and um so he was like hey he's like he's so usually i'm supposed today's friday i'm supposed to weigh myself and do measurements on thursday but yesterday when we had our call i didn't have a i didn't turn anything into him i I said hey look i haven't done anything the only thing that i had done was i had eaten well for tuesday wednesday and thursday like i had done the diet with the and when when i say diet i don't mean diet the purpose of the diet is to lose weight but it's not a um it's not a diet in the terms of like you lose weight and then you stop. It's like what my a better way to say it is my food plan, right? Like how I'm going to eat. And so, um, so I was like, yeah, dude, I haven't, I haven't done anything. So my weigh-in was, uh, my weigh-in was 225.4 pounds, right? was when I, 225.4? Yeah, 225.4 is what my starting weight was for this whole journey, okay? And when I was talking to him, he's like, yeah, we kind of want to get you down to probably around 200 and then, and then you'll start to build back up with muscle. I was like, 200? Like, I haven't been, I had, like, my BMI, is, the history of weights, BMI. I had, my BMI is supposed to put me at, like, some 207, which is, like, way too skinny. So I was like, oh, let's just get to 215. And then, you know, that was my wedding weight. I feel good in that weight, but who knows what's going to happen? We'll see. That's not the point of the story is the end result, the goal, that is the goal, okay, is to, is to kind of lose the weight and then slowly build up, you know, build up and then go into maintenance. So how would I'm happy with, right? And then, but anyway, so I was like, well, Brian, I said, I said, I haven't done anything. So I, I didn't weigh myself or anything like that. So what's the, you don't really need my stuff. Why don't we just start that next week? And he, he very, very wisely looked at me and he didn't even, it was interesting because now thinking back on it, he just said, no, why don't you go, why don't you just go ahead and send it to me? You know, it was like a very like inside. He was like, yeah, just send it to me. And so I sent it to him and I have lost in nine days, 3.6 pounds. And the 3.6 pounds that I have lost are only as a result of, um, only as a result of three days of eating properly and one day of working out and then drinking, I've been hitting 40 fluid ounces of water a day. I should get to like around 80 fluid ounces of water a day, given my, given my, you know, given my, my weight, right? At least 80. So anyway, so that was it. But those three things, 40 fluid ounces, three days of eating properly on the, on the food plan and one workout. I lost 3.6 pounds. And here's the deal. When I sent him my original weight to the 225.4 or whatever it was, the next three days before I started to, because that was like three or four days before I started on last Tuesday, so that whole last weekend, I ate every single human thing I wanted to eat. I ate ice cream, I had pizza, I just ate as much as I could because I knew, I knew that starting on Tuesday, I was starting the food, right? And then I, once I started the food, I pushed off the working out and I kind of used the rec center thing as an excuse and all that. And so um, I pushed all that off. I was like, okay, whatever. And, um, and uh, so I actually probably gained more than, I probably have lost more than 3.6 pounds because I probably gained a couple pounds just on all the sheer crap I ate. And so here's the, here's the thing, right? So here's the why. So here's the, the big, what's the why, right? The why is number one is you have to have metrics. Okay, um, in anything that you're doing, because your metrics basically allow you to see if you're trending in the right direction or trending in the wrong direction. That's number one. Okay, so people all understand that. Like, yes, I understand the metrics. Yes, I understand the metrics. But it's even more important than that because if if I wouldn't have weighed myself, okay, 
Uh, my wife has a song that she sings uh, when she tells me her weight or I tell her my weight and it's the Johnny Cash cover of Hurt. I weighed myself today. So anyways, that's a little joke. It's an inside baseball with me and my wife. And, um, but no, but like, so if I would have just waited a week, I wouldn't have gotten 3.6 pounds. And I was like, holy shit, I lost 3.6 pounds off of like three days of effort. And that is a that is a small win because I'm trying to lose 25 pounds to get down to 200, right? But the goal is to lose two pounds a week. We don't really want to lose more than two pounds a week. It's not really great for you. So two pounds a week. So I'm already on my I'm already on track, and I haven't even fully engaged the program yet. I still I'm supposed to be working out five days a week, four days of weights, and one day of of, of cardio or whatever. And I haven't even engaged the program yet, and already I'm losing weight. And I understand initial gains that that whenever you start something new, you'll get you'll get rewarded by really like initial gains, like big advances. You get big growth because you know I haven't I, that's the best three days of, that I've eaten in ten years. Probably longer. Probably like my whole life. That's the best ten day, the best three days I've ever eaten. Okay, and I haven't been to the gym to lift weights. Like I've played basketball and like ran and stuff like that, but I haven't lifted weights. I can't remember when. It's been five years at least, probably longer. Okay, so. So I'm going to get quick gains and all of that. And then, you know, and then I, but I'm aware of the dip. I'm aware of how like, okay, you get quick gains and then you'll plateau. And I'm aware of all that. But in the beginning stages, one of the reasons I believe that the universe gives you quick, quick growth, if you track it is because then you can take that little win and then you can invest it, right? You can be fed by it to make you stronger in what you're trying to do. Because otherwise you're just doing everything off of willpower. If you don't track things, and you don't acknowledge the small wins and celebrate them, right? And get pumped up about it, then you're just doing everything on willpower and your willpower will fail you every time. You'll just run out of points. You just will. And then you'll slide back to where you were, okay? You won't be able to sustain a habit long enough to be able to have it take. Anyone who says a habit's done in 21 days is, does not know what they're talking about. If you are trying to, the, the, this, all the studies su- suggest that it's at least somewhere around 60, two months. And I would submit to you that everything in, in life is a season. So it's a quarter, it's 90 days. You have to do something for 90 days before you consider it like a solid habit. This podcast, I'm pretty dialed in, but I'm not with my with my scheduling, but I'm not all the way there because we're only on episode 73. We still have 17 more days with two and a half more weeks or so of podcasting. And then I can be like, oh, first quarter, right? That's a huge win. Okay, we'll be all caught up. We're only one behind right now. We'll be caught up next week. I'll do a floating time block next week like I did a floating time block this week or last week or whenever I did it. But then the schedule will be in so that I won't get behind again, right? I only got two days behind and then I then I did my, you know, I did my thing. I didn't freak out about it. So so like look, so when you're developing a habit, you have to you have to look the difference between winning and losing is a micron. Okay, it's so small the difference between winning and losing. You think, you think that people that are outperforming you by a lot and like crushing it and making a lot of money, you think that they're doing like ten times as much as you. You know the Grant Cardone, the ten times effect. I get it. I understand. Like I talked yesterday or a couple days ago about the um, the seventy five hard challenge. Like I get it. There are people right now that are outworking you for sure. Okay, it, it ten times of what you're doing. However, if you if you just do your habits every day and you are consistent. Hell, I love Hal Elrod and I need to learn more about that cat. And, I, and I've only really like kind of perused one of his books and um, listened to him talk for an hour on a podcast. But I was like, that dude is, he's hard. Like he is talking about 75 hard. That dude is, that, that guy is solid. I mean, that's the guy you want to foxhole with you when the, when the things are going south because he is mentally tough. 
But he talks about, I wish I could see the exact verbiage that he uses, but I think he says outstanding, I think he talks about outstanding effort, right? And everyone's like, oh, outstanding effort. But the way that he, dis- the way that, um, that he defines, it's, it's not outstanding effort, something like outstanding effort. But the way that he defines that as in relentless consistency, Darren Hardy's like that too. Darren Hardy, he talks about how like, yeah, it's like you may, you may outwork him in short spurts, but no one is more consistent than him. And that and consistency over time, you will be it's 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 if you know how to be consistent over time and then how to work in short spurts, right? While staying consistent, you know what I'm saying? Like that kind of that that dance, that yin and that yang. I was like, okay, consistent, 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 consistent. Ramp up it, ramp up the work, 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 ramp it back down, but you're always doing your consistent habits. And you kind of get, and then you kind of put in your play and your leisure. That's what world class performers do. They just know how to manage their energy and their creative points. And you know, you. It's, but it's incredibly. It's very difficult to establish a new habit. And one of the ways that you can put yourself in a position to win, because the difference between winning and losing is a micron, is by celebrating and being fed by small wins. You only have a hundred creative points a day. Everyone starts the day with a hundred creative points a day. Now, um, some of those, some people have more capacity than you do. So each point they'll be able to do more than you will because that's a production and a capacity thing. But just what you need to know is there's a unit of measurement where you have a hundred points a day that that's what you can operate on. And then when you burn those points, you're done. You will have to either get fed and replenish or you have to go to sleep and then wake up the next day and do them again or take a nap, I guess, and get up and do it again. Um, And so one way though that you can sort of get fed is by learning to have metrics on your habits and then looking at the wins and even looking at the losses. Like it's, it's the, because at a loss, the great thing about a loss is that you can turn a loss into a small win by course correcting. So think about this. Like, let's say, let's say that I weighed myself and I was like, shit, I actually gained weight, right? Well, the reason why I would have said that I gained weight was because I didn't do the exercises. I did the food, but I only did the food for half a week and then I did the exercises. So it's like, I, what I could have done then is course corrected and said, all right, so I gained weight. I'm the healthiest I was for three days with the food, but I only did one exercise. So this is going to take more commitment from me. I'm going to have to course correct and I'm going to have to keep doing the food plan that I'm doing and, you know, get the work, start to get the workouts in. And then you can get fed because you are then in control. You are in control of what's happening. This is how you get control over crazy chaotic circumstances is that you're able to put them into context to course correct. It's not that you get to control the results. You don't get to control the results all the time. You can only control your action, but you can also control how you get fed by wins and losses. That's the whole thing in martial arts is winning and learning, right? Well, that's just, there's winning and winning. I mean, if you look at it that way, there's getting fed positively and getting fed positively. But if you hem and you haul, you're like, oh, and you, and, and you let, you know, the, the, you know, you let fear overcome you. And then you, you interpret your losses as like, you're a piece of poop, right? Um, you know, or like me, I'm weak. So this just goes, this loss just goes show, to show more that I'm weak, right? And either my commerce, my connections, or my creations. Then you, you start, you sabotage yourself, especially if the difference between winning and losing is a micron. So like, look, like, don't, in process thinking, the small wins are almost all you have. Because then when you have a big win, you've already learned all the, like right before you have a big win, you've already learned all the lessons that that process is going to give you. Like right before you win the Super Bowl, if you like, right, right before land on the moon or whatever it is, you've learned all the lessons that you're going to learn. The lessons come through the process. They don't come from the actual confetti falling from the falling from the sky. That's not where the lessons are in the Super Bowl or your first footstep onto the moon. That's not where the lessons are from. 
the lessons come from the process. And if you were looking to those moments to, to get the lessons to be bestowed upon you by the universe, the universe is like, hey, buddy, hey, hey, guy, hey, gal, I've been trying to show you lessons on this for the entire time that you've been doing this and you've just been trying to be so focused on this moment. So like, no. But if you learn the lessons through the process, you apply them all, all the domains, the commerce, the connections, and the creations of your life, then when you get to that moment, all you do is enjoy the big win. You want to max out a, a peak experience and a big win? You want to max that out when that happens and just have like the most glorious episode of your life? Process thinking and celebrate the big wins because you prepare for the you prepare for when you get the big win to, to be able to just enjoy it, to be 100% present in what's happening and be like, all right, universe, I have earned my place to be here. I am going to enjoy this moment. And then when that moment is over, it helps to hedge against the depression that happens when you achieve something big because your focus hasn't been on the big achievement. Your focus has been on the process. This is how like... Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant used to be aliens to me because um, like um, Bruce Jenner, now Caitlyn Jenner, but Bruce, when he was Bruce Jenner, or how do I say this? When she was Bruce Jenner, um, uh, the, uh, Bruce Jenner lost the Munich Olympics or whatever. Bruce Jenner lost the Olympics. And then he says in his book that the, like, the book that he wrote like in the 70s, which is a book on success, which is actually a good book, that the next day he got up and he, and he ran, right? Now, he talks about how I think that was because he didn't have the moment that he wanted to. But I would, I would have you submit to the possibility. I would suggest to you that um, and consider the possibility that, that he just started entering his pro- – the reason why he could do that is because he was an expert at process. And so he just went back into his process. Right. And so, like, think about that. Like you're a decathlete, you work your whole life four years for this one moment and you lose. And then the next day you get up and you start working out again. That's like some mental toughness. And so regardless of what you think of him or his situation or whatever, I'm ambivalent about that. That's a lesson to be learned. Right. So if you if you like him, great, then learn the lesson. If you don't like him for whatever reason, because of whatever, all the tangential extra stuff that goes on with him and the Kardashians and all the craziness, then don't. Don't focus on that. Focus on the lesson that he learned and he transmitted to the world, right? Like, this is the whole thing about the way the culture works now is that you don't, like, people are a mixed bag. I hate to break this to you. There is no perfect person to learn from out there that has no baggage. There is not one. We are all human beings. We are all flawed. We are all a mixed bag, okay? So, like, you can look at someone and then disagree with certain aspects of their life. And I'm not even talking about Bruce Jenner. I'm talking about anyone. Um, and you can pull something out of, of their life and be like, that's a lesson that I can learn from because they've already stepped in the landmines for you. Okay. Like, I don't have a problem with Chris, with Chris Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner or whatever it is. That's fine. He can do whatever she wants. She can do whatever she wants. I have no issues with that at all. And so like, it's easy for me to be like, I will learn this lesson. But if you do don't get, cause it's, this is a good example because there's a lot flying around, right? That person, a lot flies around that person. Okay. And, and that can, a lot of people can be like triggered the wrong way about it or like, or, um, but you know, there's a lot, like, there's just a lot going around that family, right? Like Kanye is running for president and then he's like, he's, it's, I don't know. It's just that whole family is, is that literally, I, I think there's probably something to offend everyone in that family as a group, but you can also, you can learn lessons from anyone. And if you just, if you just go through life thinking that every single person has something to teach you, both lessons, both good and bad, that will hold you in good stead. It's helped me in good stead. So that's just an example that was for free. That's not what we're talking about. So, um, 
Uh, okay, so so and here's the thing. So what's the actual lesson though? So we know to develop the habits. We want to celebrate the, the small wins. Well, how do we do that? Well, the big thing, like I said, I already talked about it, is the metrics, right? What gets tracked gets improved. And the reason why what gets tracked gets improved is because you can either course correct or get fed by the wind. That's what that sentence means. I've heard Darren Hardy say it. What gets tra- And he was quoting somebody else. What gets tracked gets improved, improves. But th- they don't really follow up on why. The reason why is, is because you get fed by the small wins and you can course correct and get fed by the um, the things when you're trending in the wrong direction, okay? And here's the big takeaway though, is that tracked small wins are the only thing that lead to big wins. The only way that you get to the Super Bowl is by, in football, is by incremental wins and course correcting on incremental losses. Being fed by the process, to having a culture, of having the team come together and whatever that means, celebrating your wins, being accountable for the losses and course correcting. That's it. It's not, this is not complicated. This is not rocket science. Everyone wants to make everything so complex. Stop making it so complex. 3.6 pounds, huge, 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 small win, tracked. All right, guess what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna do my 45 minute cardio workout for sure. And I'm not gonna deviate from the, the meal plan. I got three pieces of cheese pizza waiting for me at 5.30. We're gonna go to Club Brittany. We're gonna go to the food truck. We're gonna do a little swimming. Right? And I'm gonna have three pieces of cheese pizza. I'm gonna drink from the cup of glory for this week over 3.6 pounds and go to the gym once. And then I'm gonna enjoy the weekend with my family. And guess what I'm gonna be fired up to do on Monday? Hit it again. Right? And I know it's just the beginning and I know there's gonna be plateaus, but I don't have to think about those right now because I'm not at that part of the process yet. I'm part of the celebrate the early wins process to get strong. And you can do this in anything in your life. And it's, 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 it's the universe is constructed in a way that's a gift to us. Everything in the earth is trying to kill you. I hate to break this to you. Like the environment, it's a very, we live in a crazy ass, crazy ass, dangerous environment. Anywhere on earth is there something trying to kill you. And just by, you can't sleep outside without shelter. Like you can't do that for very long. You will die. Right. And so. But the great thing about humans is that we are adaptable to any environment. Humans can live in the in the Saharan desert at 118 degrees, like the Bedouin nomads, right? Or they can live like the like in the rainforest, like the you know some of the Aboriginal people in the rainforests, right? Two totally different environments, same human being creatures, adapt. There are if you take a fish out of the ocean and put it on land, it cannot live. But humans can adapt to any environment that you put us into. We go into space. We're adapting to space. We're going to colonize the moon. Elon Musk is going to he's going to be the first, Elon Musk is going to be the first Palpatine emperor, right? He's just going to rule the galaxy. He's going to be the first first human to rule the galaxy, right? He's this, he's going to put himself into a computer and live forever and, and rule everything, right? Fine. Um, but that's because human beings are are we are created to be able to be adaptable to anything. Use that to your advantage. You can change your whole life and you can change any habit to adapt to any circumstance. It is your innate power as a human. There are three powers that you have. One, the dignity of choice. You can choose how you respond to situations. Two, the dignity of an individual. You are a divine creature. You are an individual. And three, your ability to adapt in any environment. Those are the three gifts that are given to you. Choice, individualism, and adaptability to any environment. Choice, individualism, and adaptability. Choice, individual, individualism, and adaptability. Adaptability. CIA. 
You were a member of the CIA, my friend. Just not the one that you're thinking of. So what I want you to do is take out your working papers. If you don't have any working papers, take out your journal. For the love of God, if you don't have a journal, go buy one. And for the moment, since you can't go do that, I don't want you to run out. I want you to take out your unicorn trapper keeper from the fifth grade. And what I want you to do is I want you to select something in your commerce, your connections, or your creations. Uh, and what I want you to do is I want you to track something in there, something small, like how many glasses of uh, glass of health. I don't do health. So let's do... Um, Whatever. Here's an example. How many times you tell your spouse that you love them? How many times you call your parents in a week? How many times you take your dog or cat or your dog for a walk or you play with your cat? Those are all in connections. Let's start there. Two connections. And track it. And then when you when you and just do that for three weeks, just do it for 21 days. Just just see and see what happens in your life. And just remember, there is no end if you stay on the path to understanding. If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.